Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You have consent. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel. Also do that while you're here. Let's get into it. Today we are, as promised, Mm. as promised, today we are continuing our summer shoot-around series that we're going to be doing over a seven-week span. We've already published episodes on Arizona, Arkansas, Baylor, Connecticut, Creighton, Duke, Florida Atlantic, and Gonzaga. We're working in alphabetical order. So now we're turning our attention to Houston. The Cougars were 33-4 and last season. (laughs) 33-4. and We weren't ready for that one. 33-4. and Went 17 and 1 in the AAC, won the league title by four games, lost to Memphis in the AAC tournament title game, got a one seed in the NCAA tournament anyway, beat Northern Kentucky and Auburn to advance to the Sweet 16, then got eliminated by Miami 89 75. Shouts to Life Wallet. Three of the top four scorers from that team are gone, including Marcus Sasser and Jarris Walker. But Jamal Shedd, Jawan Roberts, Terrence Arsenal are all back, and LJ Cryer is a high-profile transfer from Baylor. I've got Houston ranked seventh in the top 25 and one. We'll see what Norlander thinks about it next, but first a word from our partners. All right, dead leg. Houston has a preseason top 10 team. Is it sensible hmm. or nonsensical? It is sensible. Highly sense. Even with this much turnover and even with the transition into the Big 12, Houston finished second at Ken Palm last season, been a top five team the past three seasons, and been top 15 the last five seasons. I think that continues, at least from a top 15 standpoint. So having them borderline top 10 is sensible. Um, Kelvin Sampson... And we, we remark on this a couple times a year, but it is worth repeating. Because if you are someone who has found the podcast or just started to enjoy men's Division One college basketball in the past, say, five years, three years, six years even, you are used to seeing the Houston Cougars regularly ranked, uh, reliably well-seated, and continually making runs in the NCAA tournament. I am here to remind you that, yes, once upon a when, this program did... Uh, have the likes of Elijah on it. I thought you were going to remind. I thought you were going to remind me of something else. No, of I the me- of the mess I made. Okay, no. when I went away. Okay, 
So, but this was a program in disrepair for a long time. Know it or don't know it. What, the program? The song? I'm here to remind you of the mess you made when you went away. Yes. That's Alanis Morissette. Come on. All right. Continue. You going to sing it? No. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. So, I bring that up to say they have been... Durable, good two-way team, especially in the past few seasons. Adroit at both ends, and I think that will need to happen again to keep them top 10. And I think that the win total, which we will get to as always on the end of the show, um, I think we should we can dial back that expectation. This team won 29 games in the regular season last season. The season before that, it won 26. But with an increase in challenge by going to the best league in the country, uh, Houston can still be close to what they've been, even if the record won't necessarily reflect that. So um, there has been significant turnover, but I am prone to give Kelvin Sampson the benefit of the doubt because in coaching circles, he is considered amongst, for sure, the five to 10 best head coaches in the game. And he all, by the way, Kelvin Sampson, is fresh off a new contract and uh, he is now bumped up to uh, 4.6 million this upcoming season and uh, making more in the years to come. And uh, for the next few years, he's on uh, he's on the docket to coach and his son, Kellen is now officially the coach in waiting. And uh, those two have, you know, others have certainly played a big role in this as well, but Kelvin and Kellen have built Houston into a no doubt about it, irrefutable top 10, some would argue, top five program in the country. And now it's a big season of change. Uh, they got some faces back, but uh, I do think there will be uh, some bumpiness along the way while still still Houston should be among the 10 to 15 best teams in the country. Whatever Kelvin Sampson's making, worth every penny. He took a dead basketball program, brought it back to life, and made it great. That's not easy to do. No. Who, who, who like... Who else does that? Baylor. A once proud. Yeah, but even Baylor wasn't once proud. That's it was like, not what, once proud. No, that's what makes proud. Baylor the Baylor story as remarkable as it is. It's like Baylor was at the bottom of everything with nothing in its history to build to. And Scott still built the national champion there. That's amazing. Houston is a once proud program, but had fallen off bad. I mean, as a former CUSA beat writer. Of course. Like I would go to, you know, I would go to Houston for Memphis Houston games. Nobody there. Dark, terrible, ugly, just a bad. Everything about it was just like nobody cares about this. Mm-hmm. You walk in and just that's what it felt like. Nobody cares about this. I can't believe I cannot believe Akeem Olajuwon played here and Clyde Drexler played here. <laughs> nobody cares about this. This does not matter. And they yeah. invest in Kelvin Sampson. He does his magic. And now Houston is undeniably one of the best programs in America. Finished top 20 in Ken Palm six straight seasons. Been top five at Ken Palm each of the past three seasons. Been top two at Ken Palm each of the past two seasons. He's had teams in there that are good enough to win a national championship. Hadn't done it yet, but he's got another one that I think, uh, you know, if you're putting together a list of teams that could do it, this looks like a team that can do it. I've got him seventh again in the top 25 and one. That's second in the Big 12 behind only Kansas. If you're curious about the Big 12, I've got Kansas number one. Houston right behind them at 7th in the top 25 and 1. Baylor at 18th. Texas at 20th. So I have four Big 12 schools in the top 25 and 1. Torvik has Kansas, Houston, 
Texas as the top three in that order, followed by TCU, Baylor, Texas Tech, Kansas State, Iowa State, BYU, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Oklahoma, UCF in that order. But every school besides UCF is in the top 65 at Torvik. UCF is then at 93. League should be tough, but Houston can win it. And don't forget, Kelvin Sampson's already won Big 12 title before, did it at Oklahoma. So he ain't trying to do nothing he ain't never done before, just trying to do it at a new place. That's true. Big 12 now is not the Big 12 then, but nevertheless, uh, he has done it in that league, and he's he's familiar with doing it. It's uh, the Big 12 facet of this. I, I just realized this. Houston, um, I don't, do we have their conference schedule? Are they going to go to Oklahoma? Well, Kelvin yeah, Sampson coach I, at Oklahoma. Over under regular season win totals. We're getting there. We're getting there. Bring it. I'll have that for you. Stand by. Roster. The big transfer to know. Damian Dunn by way of Temple. What? Averaged 15 points last season along with 3.7 rebounds and three assists. A good, a good addition. But Cryer's obviously the biggie. From Baylor, um, a 15-point-per-game score as well. Would expect him to be Houston's leading scorer this season. We'll see if he is asked or required to get to that number again because between him and Dunn and you figure Shed, who will play point guard, um, they should have enough production there. Um, Juwan Roberts back, 6'7", senior. And then Javier Francis will play at the five and be the starter there. I think I think that'll be it. I wonder if um, Terrence Arsenault will play in the starting lineup instead of Roberts. I think there's a battle that's developing there. Or... Ter- or, or- Terrence Arsenault instead of Francis. Like I think I think what we can agree on, Jamal Shed, LJ yeah. Cryer, Damian Dunn, one, two, three. Yeah. And then we'll pick from Arsenal, Roberts, Francis to fill out the four five. I hope it's Arsenault, because I I'm old enough to remember last year when you tried to tell me Terrence Arsenal would be the best freshman at Houston. I did try and tell you that. I was incorrect. I was incorrect about that. I'm still in on Terrence Arsenault, though. And I think that he needs to be, you know exceedingly good for Houston to be top seven in the country. Like you've got him. I think he has to do that. I think they can play him at the three or the four. He wouldn't play the five, um, but him returning Emmanuel sharp, another uh, young and coming back who I think is ready to take a leap. And then Joseph Tugler is an impact freshman who will be on the wing Houston. Again, I think because of the way that uh, Samson builds out his roster. They're going to be deeper than you think. Like you'll look up and they'll be like, no, they're actually reliably like nine deep here. I, I would expect that to be the case barring injury. Um, I think they go from good slash pretty good to very good. If Francis is workable and dependable and produ- and I, and legitimately statistically productive at the five. And then if Arsenault makes the sophomore year breakout to where he's a double digit guy in the points column on a nightly basis, in addition to providing five plus rebounds and, uh, and, you know, contributing on the defensive end in a big way, I think he's got to be a 25 minute game per guy. We'll see if he is that or not, but there have been other teams we talked about and our summer shoot around where there's been some roster changeover. And I've, I've been just a, not skeptical as much as like intrigued, like, okay, how is this going to work? Who are the guys that are going to be stepping up for whatever reason with Houston, even though it has some of those same questions. I just, I've seen the way that this program has operated for more than a half decade at this point. And 
it's not just as simply as plug and play. Like they got to work at it, and it, it, there's real effort, and a lot of it is the, it's on the players to get it done, and the coaches make it happen. I just expect it to happen again. Whether that means they're a top ten team, I'm not sure, but I do think they're in the top fifteen, and I think that is you take that right now if you're a Houston fan. If I tell you, I guarantee you, you will be a four seed or better, or you. You know, or you just are you are you are a three or four seed, not even four seed or better. I guarantee you, you'll be a three or four seed. Would you take that, or do you want to chance it, which could be a one or two, but it could be less? I think Houston fans would be like, you know what, Big Twelve, no, we'll take the three or the four, and I think that's where they eventually land in March. I think basically every coach, other than maybe Bill Self, would just say, just give me the three or four, right? Uh, oh, yeah, almost everyone. I mean, um, conceivably, Mark Few might not because of what they've been able to do, but this year, as we talked about on our last episode, that might be a little bit different, but. Uh, Big 12 is a big leap. And again, I'll get to the schedule there in a second. Any other thoughts on the roster? Well, it's just as I'm looking at the roster here, like there's some question marks undeniably. Like I know what Jamal Shedd is. Rock solid. Like I, you win with that guy. I'm not, I got no questions about him. I know what LJ Cryer is. He's already been really good in the exact same league. Different schools, same league. He'll be fine. I know what he is. And then Jawan Roberts, like he doesn't wow anybody. But he's incredibly efficient um, in in playing like a really great role player. You know, six foot seven, fourth year player, averaged ten point seven point seven rebounds, one point three blocks last season. Shot sixty one point two percent from the field. This surprised me. I only went and looked it up because the shooting percentages were just like sixty one point two percent from the field, and he doesn't shoot three. So it was like it, that. His offensive rating is one twenty seven point nine last season. It ranked 20th in the country. It's tasty, yes. Yeah, so like perfect role player. Shed is a winner. I love him. Cryer, productive at this level, no question marks. The questions are, okay, Damian Dunn, what is he? he, he he's averaged 15 points uh, per game last season, shot about 35% from three. But is that just empty stats for a bad team, or is he is he ready to contribute and be a part of winning at this level? We'll see. But that's a question mark. And then Terrence Arsenal, like, yo, man, there's a college basketball podcaster who thought you were going to be better than Jairus Walker last year. Yeah, stop, stop making him look ridiculous. All right, break through, break through. He's got to do it for me. He's letting me down right now. He's letting you down. Can't have it. Can't have it. Can't have it, Terrence. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot to a lot for me. There's a lot to like, and we'll see how they we'll see how they develop. Let's get into regular season over under win totals here. Here's the non-con. Houston, credit to you. Full non-conference schedule has been published, released. We love to see it. Louisiana Monroe, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Stetson. First three games. All right, we're going to mark that down as 3-0. Then they're in the Charleston Classic. Can you Trivia time! Yep. Can you name me one other team, not Houston, in the Charleston Classic field? Of course I can. Okay, let's go. Davidson. Incorrect. Let's see if you can get five. I'm going to give you five guesses. Oh, for one. Yeah. Oh, uh, Notre Dame. Incorrect. Oh, for two. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of Penn State. Oh, for three. Yeah. I think the one that comes to mind is VCU. VCU. Look at you. Look at you. No. Oh, for four. Yeah. The one that stands out when I really start thinking about it, Charleston Classic. Um, Houston's in that thing. Yeah. And they're also going to be in there with... Um, is Florida State. You lose. You lose. You lose. You lose. One more time. You lose. 
Dayton, LSU, North Texas, St. John's, Towson, Utah, Wake Forest in the Charleston Classic. Oh, that's Houston a good one. That field. Oh, that's a good one. That's a solid field. That's a solid field. Uh, so they'll have Charleston Classic home against Montana. Do we have the Charleston Classic on CBS Sports Network? No, that's, like an, ESPN. I- that's an ESPN event. Yeah. Well, then I, I believe, or it has been in the past. You know what? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's an ESPN events thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Charleston for something. I've been to Charleston multiple times. Cool. Play golf there. And then I just went there with uh, my wife. And then I've also been there to cover a Charleston game. All right, Hansel. Cool story. Basically, live in Charleston. At Xavier, home versus Rice. A little intra Houston battle. We like to see that. Home versus Jackson State. Do we? Yeah, we do. Home versus Texas A&M, top 25 team, potentially. Home versus Texas State. Home versus Penn. So the non-con, you got the Charleston Classic at Xavier, home versus A&M. I got to be honest. I was expecting one more game, but, you know, maybe Kelvin Sampson's scheduling a little scared right now going to the Big 12. Oh, questioning Kelvin Sampson, huh? Again, one of us has to bring the journalistic ethics to the podcast. We just uh, we can't have both of us just sucking up to the coaches on every one of these episodes. Yeah, I'm not trying. Okay, to that's for other ethics. Podcasts. That's not for standards. Podcast. Okay, that's okay. the old me. I used to yeah. care about stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Here is the Big Twelve schedule: both mm-hmm. home and road for Houston, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Kansas. We like to see it. Texas. We love to see that. Texas on its way out, and UCF. They're only hosting. K-State, don't have to go to K-State, don't have to go to Oklahoma State. They'll go to Fertitta Center. Texas Tech will be going to the Fertitta Center and West Virginia. However, road only at Baylor, at BYU, at Oklahoma, at TCU. With all of that in mind, it's the Big 12. Yeah, I know what it is. I know that they're in the Big 12. It's not in your murals. It's the Big 12. Big 12. Name that coach. Um, that's uh, the Colorado football coach. Yeah. Can you give me a last name? Yeah. Dusty May. Dusty May. Starts with a C. Like Hawkins. Is that something? Hawkins, yeah. I think it was Dan Hawkins. Dan Hawkins, yeah. Maybe. With the the idea that it is the Big 12, and it's a big jump, I'm setting the over-under at 23.5 wins for Houston. 23.5. And if you are going over... You are going to name the losses one by one. Okay. If you go under, I won't make you name the losses. If you go over, if you say this team is going to win 24 more games, you have to name the losses. I'm flying over. Of course you are. Stop. It's a cougar. Cougars fly. Cougars can fly. Okay. I need to check up on that. Okay. Starting with 31 games. Yeah. I'm going to give them one non-league loss. That's it. Who yeah. is it then? Who is it? I mean, home I don't to, think I don't home think to A&M at Xavier Charleston Classic. Where are they losing? I'll say they'll lose in the Charleston Classic. I don't think they're going to lose any of these. They're going to lose at least one of these games, GP. They're not running the table in non-conference play. I don't think so either, but I, there's not a single game I think they'll lose, but I do think they'll lose one somewhere. I'm going to say they'll lose at in the Charleston Classic. They'll okay, they're dropping a game. They're winning at Xavier. They're beating Texas A&M. Yeah. Everyone, please alert Sean Miller and Buzz Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, fine. So, um, lose one game, non-league. And then I'm going to go... F- I'm going to go seven... No, six league losses. Six league losses. Finishing second in the Big 12. Yeah. Six plus one is seven. Mm-hmm. 
31 minus 7 is 24. I'm over. You are over at 24. And we agree this is the second or the third? The third time? We agree. I've got them at 24 wins. 24 and Somebody's a copycat. Oh, somebody's a copycat. I actually, I did mine like last night. Yeah, I did mine mine yesterday afternoon. (laughs) Sure you did. You couldn't even tell me who's in the Charleston Classic. You lose. I did mine two days ago. 24. Then it's, it's, that's, that's bad. You couldn't, you had two days. You just wrote them in. You had them two and one, the Charleston Classic. You didn't know who was in the damn thing. I, re- I rely on you for the scheduling. I have to spend all my time thinking about stuff like, do you respect it or do you reject it? And I let you handle the schedules. I'm, I'm thinking of little things like that, and you, ha- you handle the schedules. We've identified the prep work for this. Yeah. I handle that, and you handle the schedules. Both have Houston 24-7 and seven heading into the Big 12 tournament. I am very excited to see Houston play in this league. It is a very natural fit. Uh, as a reminder to people listening, by the time you're listening to this episode, it will be Friday. There will be new. By the time that you listen to this episode, uh, they could have a home and home schedule with Utah. They could. <laughs> I, we do need to be clear about that. If there's, there quite clearly is going to be Big 12 news between when we are recording this and when it comes out. Um, so we had not addressed that because we don't know what's material with that. What is I it? Do. I know. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Inform the inform the folks. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are going to join Colorado in the Big 12. Be a 16 right. team Big 12. Then the Pac 12 will try to hold it together by adding San Diego State and some combination of teams. But uh, it could be a bad week for the Pac 12. That's my prediction. Okay. There we go. You heard it here first. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Actually, I just read a Pete Dammel story like this morning. So, like, Off to the Big 12. You probably, Big 12 heard, it from Pete. You probably heard it from Pete first. Okay. All right. You probably heard it from Pete first. But if not, you heard it here first. All right, that's a show. You need a breakthrough from Terrence Arsenault? Nobody's ever needed Terrence Arsenault to break through more than you, Deadleg. We'll see how it goes. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for watching, listening to Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Rate it, review it, leave comments. There's more of us than there are of them. That needs to be reflected over at Apple Podcast. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for being here. We'll talk to you again real soon when we continue our summer shoot-around series on Monday. Till then, take care.